Welcome to the Friday, November 10th edition of the Fantasy Sports High Stakes Podcast. You know what, this is my first time this month, Derek, that I've been on this one. Tommy's not here today, but you and I are here, but it's my first one of the month. I've been gone too long. I know you've been out in Arizona, we were in St. Louis, and I thought we'd get back and maybe get one done Wednesday and Thursday, but we just, we've had so much work, and by the way, this is number 40, this is our 40th podcast already, it doesn't right. seem like we've done that many, but uh, it sucks that we didn't get to, to one uh, yesterday, but uh, well worth it, because what we're going to talk about is, uh, is much more important than a single podcast for sure. That's right, that's right. How about my tan? You like my tan? Take a look at it here. You know, it's in Phoenix. You, no, you've lost it already. It looked okay on it looked okay Monday when you were in St. Louis, but it's gone already. <laughs> it has gone already. That's because it's snowing outside right now. <laughs> hey, tonight, i got to get this one in right away. Tonight, my Iola Scandinavia T-Birds are one win away from state. My boy's a sophomore in high school, so this is going to be a lot of fun. So root on the T-Birds tonight for me, all right? Yeah, good luck. Uh, my hometown team got eliminated last night by the uh, juggernaut known as Eden Prairie. So uh, oh, yeah. good luck to your boy's team, though. I hope they hope they get there. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. We'd be playing in Madison at the University of Wisconsin, so it'd be a hell of a, a thrill for sure. But uh, it's going to be about 22 tonight, so not as bad as <laughs> yesterday. But still, football weather indeed. You know, I was in Phoenix. I'll tell you, Derek, this is the time of year. If you ever want to go to the Arizona Fall League, go the first week of November. I'm going next year with you. I'm going with you next year. Come with me. It was 80 degrees out, 82 degrees every day. Every night was 72 oh, degrees. Nice. I mean, it was just perfect. There's no bugs out there. There's really no humidity. It was sensational. And the guys at Baseball HQ and USA Today did a great job. They had 150, 170 people there. You know, think about it. People pay a couple hundred bucks to go out to Phoenix to scout some minor leaguers and talk fantasy baseball for the next season, which is five months away. How great is this industry, huh? It's the best. That's uh, I feel blessed every day waking up and knowing that I'm, I'm in it. So, yeah, I mean, just what a great, right? We go on that, you know, you go to that, and then we go to St. Louis, and we're working on our yep. baseball stuff, which I can't even wait to, to talk about. Our, our customers are going to go bananas with some of these improvements. I mean, it's, it is night and day. And, when I, and, I don't, and I know that gets thrown around a lot, night and day. But when these guys see this new draft software and the, and the changes that we're going to make them to allow them to manage their teams, my God. I wish I was still playing. Yeah. <laughs> you say that a lot, actually. I know, I know. <laughs> In many ways. Actually, I thought it was funny because you really like the administration that they have for us. Oh. Because for us to run drafts is going to be so much easier. If we don't fill it up 15 minutes before like we had with stats, we can delay it. We can pause it, push it back five minutes. I mean, we're not going to lose any leagues at nights anymore. No. For first, I want, I want to make an announcement that we kind of made over Twitter at the, at the beginning of the week. When, when we were in St. Louis, we decided to take our, our great, you know, our draft champions format and make the standard league you know, the four-hour clock during the day, and then we pause for eight hours a night. Now, you can still make picks during those eight hours, which yep. is great, but you, the clock won't be running. So um, everyone, I, I had, you know, I was running that Twitter account, and I had nothing, I tell yeah. you, nothing but great job, praise be Jesus comments. I mean, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Not one 
negative comments. So that was the first thing got people excited. And then we're down there with our programmers down there in St. Louis, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'll let you go first because I'm, I'm too excited here. <laughs> well, they've done just such a good job. I mean, they took all our input and, and got it in already. And there were some times where we said something like, hey, can we change this or can we just add this? And while we were in the meeting, Tom and I, they would change it right on the spot. Right. They'd change the coding, boom, it would pop right up on the screen. It's like, oh, that was really easy. Even yesterday with the colors, we said, hey, two of them are too close to each other. Should we make the catchers a different color? Boom, they're bright blue today, so they <laughs> differentiate. I mean, they've done such a good job. And like you said, this is going to be good for draft champions. We're going to add more to the draft champions. Yep. We hope to have multiple round queues set up. That's going to take a little while, so it won't be right away. But, I mean, there's just so many good things that are going to happen. The draft room, you can expand any box that you want to so if the queue is too small pull it down if it's too big pull it up yep. the rosters the neat thing about the rosters we saw today when we did our draft was if the computer puts this guy at second base but you want to move him to middle infield or outfield like marwin gonzalez yep. the computer play, play will pop him in, right <laughs> he's everywhere so during your draft your slow draft you can move him down to a different position draft a different second baseman just little things like that the details our guys were really oh like. it's phenomenal just we did a three-team draft today just to test stuff out and i drafted trey turner right away right put him in at yeah. second base and then uh i drafted the second baseman a couple rounds later moved him to shortstop got a shortstop <laughs> i felt good moved him into the outfield and <laughs> while i'm drafting right so you can right. you can move him anywhere right. you can move him into a middle infield spot or wherever they're eligible i mean we've never had that capability before during the draft and that's a big deal because there's times where guys want to just do three middle infielders right but maybe one of yep. those guys has third base eligibility and he gets slapped in there when you're drafting and all yep. of a sudden, you have to actually draft a fourth middle infielder because you, you that guy's in, in a corner spot and you can't move him. So this is that's yep. that's probably my second favorite new thing. And I'll tell you <laughs> what, this this the 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 one that you won't see right away because it's fab related, but you can see yep. it if you any, the, the, listen to this. And I, I I think this is and we've never had this anywhere in your team's pages or whatever inside the NF, NFBC world if you will if you click on a player and you are logged in say you want to look at charlie blackman there are five tabs that come up right so you'll see news game logs uh stuff like that yearly stats whatever but the final tab to the right is called free agency and what you do when you click on that t tab if, if you have 50 teams it will show you all the teams whether the guy is a free agent or not and if he is a free agent it will allow you right there to put in a bid Right from there, wow. you don't have to be in nice. the fab room. So if you want to do, you know, a call-up comes up and you're at a restaurant with your buddies and you hear about it, you want to check, you you know you have them on maybe 10-year teams, but you're not sure which teams they're on or whatever, you can sit yep. there on the one page, pull it down, do a conditional pick. What I mean, you can do all that right there. So that that's a module that's built into not only the free agent page, but the player, pay, player pages itself. It's a nice. game changer. It's the game changer. It's what's going to throw yep. this over the top. Well, it's definitely the game changer for us because our fab was the hardest really to use as far as bidding for you. you had to go to my teams, click on that team, go to fab, see if he's there. Oops, now I got to go back to the yep. next team, and it just took forever. This is going to be a game changer because we're trying to save these guys time, and our programmers at CDM, at Sports Hub, they've all worked together and got this done. So that's huge. And again, if a guy like Madison Bumgarner falls off a dirt bike, Please, God, don't let him fall off a dirt bike this year. Please, God, don't let him even ride a dirt yeah, bike this yeah. year. Stop that. You will find out how many teams you have him on by just clicking on him. Yep. It'll tell you which of your 50 teams you have him on. So, again, that's great. But the game changer, like you said, is being able to bid it from that spot. Yep. Because I talked to a guy yesterday who 
God forbid, he had 76 football teams, and he's saying it's so hard right now. I didn't expect it to be this hard, but if I can bid from that page you're talking about, Greg, I'll be happy I can do it then. Yep. So that's good stuff, right? Oh, the best. All right, and I just want to let you know, I kicked your ass in that three-team draft today anyways. I don't know. You look at my pitching. I got uh, you might you won the saves battle, but you uh, I locked on all the other four pitching categories. So we'll have to we'll have to see how the offense does. You know what? We did a three-teamer to test the draft room. That was so much fun. It was fun. I'll tell you what. That's going to be a hit. We're going to do daily drafts with that. You watch. That is going to be a hit. You, I don't know how we'll do it. We'll have to figure it out if we're doing weekly yeah. or maybe weekend series or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure yeah. something out. But, oh, my God, that's going to be fun. That was fun. I mean, that took like 15 minutes between the three of us. Hey, I got Kimbrell, Jansen, and Chapman. Like you said, I won the saves category. I don't know if I got enough strikeouts, but damn, it was fun drafting those guys. I think I, I started off Kershaw, Trey Turner, and then I went Scherzer, Sale, Strasburg, and somebody else. So. <laughs> okay, you got the strikeouts category. <laughs> I was going offense. I saw you going for pitchers, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's so easy to draft. And, and speaking of draft, our draft room is almost there, everybody. In yep. fact... Hang in there. We may be ready sooner than we thought because it's ready. I mean, it was easy to use, very re ready to go. We just got a few teaks. We're looking at position eligibility, make sure that's right. But I don't know about you. I thought it's ready to go. It's man. ready I'm to ready. go. Like you said, we'll check out position eligibility today and over the weekend. Yep. And, uh, you know, we can fix that pretty quickly once we once we get in there and both look at it. So, I, you know, let's not make any guarantees. But I, I'm thinking yep. by the end of next week we will be drafting. I think so, too. We're that close, and it's improved that much. But, yeah, going down to St. Louis, we actually got all the management together. We talked about our the next year because we've really been with the company now a year. Yep. I think we're you know, October 16th or something. So, yeah, it's the second year is going to be very exciting. We did an awful lot this first year, but company-wide, we've got some great plans in place. And, and the meeting was great to get everybody together. I mean, we all work at like five, six different locations, right. so to get everyone together was cool. But I feel good. What about you? I'm pumped. I'm, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I went down there with the hopes that when we came back we'd be feeling like this. I'm feeling even better than I hoped we'd be feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm just confident in, in these in these programmers we have and the and the stuff yeah. we can do moving forward and just the way the industry is going. We're going we're gonna to be at the forefront of the whole thing. We're going to be leading this charge. Yeah, absolutely. One thing we did add while we were down there, because I was in Phoenix and I had heard that people were copying our draft champions and we're doing some lower priced one. And, and one guy told me, hey, why don't you get down to the $50 one? We yeah. know you did 25s in football. How about something smaller just to get more people in? As we found out, Derek, in football, we did the 25s draft champions and we ended up with almost 3,000 teams and had over 600 first-time players so in baseball we're going to do a 12-team format $50 only league prizes so it doesn't compete with our overall championship with the draft champions national championship but we are going to add $50 ones they're going to be sit and goes when they fill they're going to start and I think that's going to bring in new customers don't you I absolutely do people that want to jump into the the 12 team for a maybe before they get up into the big 15s it's a great way to yep. come in spend 50 bucks you're going to if nothing else like you did in football you're going to learn the player pool up and down inside and out and where where guys are going for 50 bucks it's a it's a heck of a deal yeah, so we're looking forward to that as well. So we had a lot of good things going on down there. You know, the state-by-state -state legislation is making it tough on all small businesses. In Phoenix, I heard that an awful lot. I mean, game operators, Phoenix, or uh, Philip, uh, excuse me, Pennsylvania just passed a state law. $50,000 licensing fee, 15.5%, I think, of uh, net revenue from participants from Pennsylvania. It's getting tough for single entities to stay in business right now. And that's why we're kind of 
reaching out to other people, seeing what we could do together. Also, continuing with our daily games, the fanball game, because that's how we're really staying alive. Is uh, we are going to pay the licensing because we are in this for the long run. No question about it. Uh, like you said, uh, it's it's tough for the little guys, and being that we have all, all these great companies that we've kind of joined together again, where it's going to allow us to to be at the forefront and, and keep this industry, you know, charging forward. And hopefully, we get the we get these legislators on the same page uh, eventually. Yeah. A lot of these people making these laws have no clue what they're doing, and that's unfortunate. But uh, hopefully, we get it all turned around and squared away moving forward. Yeah, the industry is growing. I think government's holding us back. I mean, we're all for consumer protection. I'm all for that. But uh, it seems like a little more of a money grab than consumer protection. And the log- legislators don't realize the difference between DFS and season long. But uh, we're in it for the long run, so here we go. Hey, speaking of Phoenix and baseball, I just want to give you a couple of names. I know I told you in St. Louis, but Ronald Acuna from Atlanta, outfielder. Wow, he looked like a man-child. He looked like Andrew Jones. He's 19 years old, and that's who he reminded me of. Victor Robles from Washington, another outfielder. Speedster, not as much power as Acuna, but uh, very impressive. And then I told you, Justice Sheffield, this left-hander is for the Yankees. He started the All-Star game, the Rising Stars game, and just flew at 98 miles an hour. This guy may not be a fantasy factor in 2018, but definitely 2019. I wouldn't be surprised if they call him up in September and he does some damage. Yeah, uh, it throws easy too, right? I mean, it's just yeah. a, I mean, it's an easy going ninety eight repeats his motion and uh, just the kind of guy the Yankees need, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then your guy Francisco Mejia, he wasn't catching. They're talking about moving him to third base, but this guy can rake. Boy, he had a double in the All Star game. Looks good. He's not real, real big, which is why they're thinking about moving him from behind the plate, but. A lot of scouts that we were talking to out there said this guy's a catcher. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, if they if they move him from behind the plate, he's like maybe a, I don't know a comp I can think. Of. I don't know maybe yeah. like a guy like a Corey Koski from years ago. But if he's behind the plate, he's the he's the next Victor Martinez. We got to yeah. have this guy catching. And by all accounts, he's really improved his defense as a catcher. So let's keep him yeah. back there. Let's ha- let's have a let's have another all star on our hands here. Yeah, one of the scouts said they don't want him behind the plate because they're set behind the plate right now. And With thinking, Jan Gomes? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was the reason. It's wow. not because he can't catch. They want to get his bat in the lineup next year, yeah, 2018. Was... They want him in Cleveland. They want him starting. And they feel the only place he can start is at third base. So that's where he's working in the Arizona Fall League. Jan Gomes. Yeah. All right. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah, I'm not in favor of that one. All right, uh, we're done with baseball right now, but uh, let's talk a little football right now if we can. Last night's game, hey, another injury on a Thursday night. Richard Sherman tears his Achilles tendon. We're not blaming it on the Thursday game, but to play on Sunday and to play right away on Thursday, not good. I'm against these Thursday games, have been for a while. I'm done. Come on, NFL, stop it. You're hurting your product. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a, it's the same old story. These are the kind of, kind of games we're, we've been used to seeing, you know, a bunch of field goals, star quarterbacks having average games. Jimmy Graham had a great game because of the two TDs, but other than that, Larry Fitzgerald did what Fitzgerald and a glorified tight end does these days, and <laughs> that's about it. But other than that, nothing there. Peterson, 21 for 29. That's ugly. I mean, come on. That's just, I mean, that's not what we want to see. Thomas Rawls, 10 for 27. That's garbage. Let's go. Get these. Like you, I love your ideas, too. Let's do it Saturday night. College football is playing now tonight, a yep. big game infringing on high school football. Yep. There's no reason the NFL can't have a Saturday night game. I'm with you. Let's get rid of this garbage Thursday stuff and bring it to Saturday night. 
Yeah, I heard Big Ten might even do Friday nights next year, which is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, this Midwest is football, high school football, so yep. do it Saturday night or two on Monday. I'm yeah, all two, for two on yep. Monday. They wouldn't lose all that much revenue from going from Thursday to Monday. Heck, they might even get more revenue. Yeah, so might. let's go two on Monday, but enough, yeah. enough with these. All right, sounds good. All right, how about some player news? Not a whole lot out there for this weekend's games. I know Matt Forte is out, which means Bilal Paul is probably, what, a top 10 back? I would say, weekend? I think anytime Matt Forte is ruled out for a game, Bilal Paul is almost an automatically top 10 or 12 lock for sure. So I, I think you're right there. I don't think there's any question about it. All right, Des Bryant, I thought that injury looked bad. It's a high ankle sprain. He's going to play. Will he be effective, though? We'll see. I mean, obviously no Zeke, so we'll see how that backfield time splits out. Um, it, it, they made it sound today like he was running around just fine. That could be a smoke screen and coach speak, as you will. But I, he definitely needs to play. Cowboys need to keep pace with, you know, with at least try to keep pace with the Eagles and the Vikings and the and the Seahawks and whatnot. So I, you got to think he's going to be out there. And in Atlanta, they, they're going to need him, I think. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton, uh, he's questionable. Against Pittsburgh, is going to be tough even, even if he is able to play. But what do you do with T.Y. Hilton? There's a tough matchup, and he's questionable. Yeah, T.Y.'s been questionable all year, and not even because of injury. So, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Pittsburgh, I mean, he, to me, he's probably still, you, you're going to start him. If, he, if he's going to yeah. be in the lineup, you're going to start him, and you hope you, he runs into a couple of big catches like last week. But uh, at this point, yeah, make sure he's, make sure he's watch, watch on Sunday because it, it just popped up today. So when stuff pops up on a Friday, that's not usually a good sign. It's a groin injury, yeah. too. So. All right, definitely. All right, I don't think it's a great slate of games this week. I mean, obviously, we'll watch them all and uh, hope for a lot of scoring. There's a lot of low unders, if you will, 40, 41, a lot of that stuff. The one game I like early on is your team there, Minnesota and Washington. Uh, Vikings are favored by one. Uh, that's going to be a tough one, don't you think? Yeah, the Vikings have a real tough schedule coming up, so I'm glad we're off to the, off to the six and two start. But to, yeah, you're right. I mean, Washington's offensive line pretty decimated at this point. I mean, they're starting our cast off TJ Clemens at tackle. So uh, Everson Griffin is a little dinged up. Sounds like he's going to play, but uh, I think the Vikings can go in there and take care of business. They do a great job of shutting down running backs. So let's hope they can keep Chris Thompson uh, under wraps. I'm not worried about either of the other two running backs that they sometimes trot out there. Xavier Rhodes probably just stays on his side of the field not really worried about Doxon and or Terrell Pryor so I think Rhodes just stays there and hopefully the Viking you know Kate Keenum starting which I, I agree with that decision I think I've made that known I, I love Teddy but at this point I, I just don't Teddy's still the great unknown so I mean we've been yep. winning you know Case four game win streak with Case he doesn't turn the ball over he you know he moves the ball and that's essentially what Teddy's always done he's done what Teddy did so at this yep. point I think we're rolling with Keenum I think the Vikings can uh, if their defense shows up which it should after a bye week I think the Vikings can go in there and probably win by four or five points hey, it's a league of backup quarterbacks right now so case keenum is just right where he should be he'll be fine on wednesday night on our sirius xm show my bold prediction was jordan howard that's right i'm touting him over my worthless packers i'm not sure they're even going to win a game the rest of the way but i think jordan howard's going to get the rock 30 plus times i think he's going to get 120 plus yards one or two tds he's going to be a top five back this week i believe all right uh new orleans and buffalo i think that's going to be an interesting one look at new orleans their defense is for real it looks like i mean they're playing very very well this is a 46 and a half they're expecting some scoring i think it's gonna be low scoring up in buffalo this week what do you think about that game yeah, this is a, it is an interesting game, like you mentioned. Let's see if New Orleans' defense uh, is for real. I mean, they've obviously kind of turned and become 
quote unquote a running team. I mean, they're still away. Their their offense was never as explosive away as it usually was at home. But uh, I think that offense kind of revolves around Kamara and Ingram at this point. So you're right. It is yeah. interesting to see. I also want to see how how Kelvin Benjamin's going to fit into Buffalo and, and with. It sounds like Charles Clay may actually play as well. So we'll see how that that uh, that game kind of shapes up. But that you're right. That's going to be an interesting game. I, I do think it's on probably close to a, like a 2017 type game. So I think, yeah, yeah. good game there. You think Camaro is a first round pick for next year? He is really getting close. I'll tell yeah. you what, it's it's hard to imagine too many wide receivers going in the first round next year, aside from maybe yeah. Antonio Brown at this point. And I'll tell you what, I got to think, uh, he, yeah, I mean, there's at this point, I don't know if there's 10 more running backs you'd take in front of him. So he, <laughs> he uh, you know, right around the wrap there in a, in a Rotowire league with 12 teams, you, you got to think he's he's vying for a first round spot at this point, especially if it, you, we don't know what Ingram's going to. Ingram, I believe, yeah. is a free agent, is he not? He is, so yes, he is. If Ingram's gone, I got to there's I got to think he's a top ten pick. Absolutely, he'd be the main man there. I said on Wednesday night there are three wide receivers averaging more than 15, sixteen points a game, sixteen or more. Last year there were eight wide receivers. I mean. It's unbelievable in PPR leagues. There were so many twenty-point players every every week, you know, as a wide receiver, and that's just not the case anymore. Three guys are averaging sixteen or more points at the wide receiver position. That's insane. Yeah, it's just a matter of fantasy scoring is down. I, I remember last year, I you know, I had the twenty-two Rotowire online teams, so yeah. I knew what the cutoff was, you know, to be in the top fifteen percent of scoring. Right, you needed yeah. to average around one hundred and forty-four points or so to stay in there. Uh, you know, yeah. each, you know, scoring got a little bit down each week as injuries happen and buys. But what you needed right around there this year, it's almost two or three points less. Now that might not seem yeah. like but that's per week. That's you know over the course of a, of a season, we're talking 30, 40 points a team. That's that's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. All right, one more game I want to talk about. That's Atlanta and Dallas. I think that's got to be a big one. Now we know what happened to Zeke. Is it final? Is he finally off NFFC teams? He's he's off for this week. I'm not going to go any. The only reason I, that he was officially out, just because today was technically a national holiday, right? So there weren't any judges or lawyers working today. <laughs> we were observing Veterans Day today. So that was really the only reason, I think. But I got to feel like at this point, uh, you've heard enough stuff where they're not even going to have that other hearing till December yeah. 1st, right? So that's four weeks right. out. So it, yeah. at this point, even if... I mean, what's the point at that point of even bringing him back, those two games? Just let him serve the suspension and be done with it, I think, and move on. So, he, I mean, he serves that six weeks. He's back for week 16. So, I, I don't know. I mean, if you had him, you've had him this long. I don't know that at this point you really need that roster space. You probably don't need a, you don't need a kicker anymore. You don't need a second defense yep. probably. You probably can drop that number six wide receiver. So, at this point, if you got Zeke, I think you got to hold him because in case you get into that final game, you're going to want him, obviously. All right. Just to let you know, I think the lawyers are making $1,000 an hour on this case, so they're working today, all right? They're working. We can take off because we don't make that much, but when someone's paying me $1,000 an hour, I'm putting in an eight-hour day, all right? That sounds good. <laughs> all right, you didn't even say, though, what about the Atlanta-Dallas game? Who do you favor now? I mean, Atlanta just does not look good offensively. This is not the same team we saw last year. Dallas is going to be a tough tough battle for them, though. You know, I, I still think there's enough uh, there on the Cowboys to win this game in a close battle. I, I, Dak's been awesome. Um, yep. You know, and, and with if Dez is back, the Dallas defense, you know, other than the secondary, has been a lot better than people think. And you know, yep. Sean Lee's back playing well. That helps him by leaps and bounds. And you're right. There's just something about Atlanta. Whatever it's going on this year, it's, it's just not clicking. So I, I still think the Cowboys are. Uh, I call the Cowboys in a close game here. All right, sounds good. I think we covered a lot of ground today. 
We'll get Tommy back on Monday. We'll talk about week 10 after that. Then there's only one week of buys left. Week 11 is Thank the last God, week of buys. Right? I know. Get rid of that. We're done with the London games. We're not done with injuries, though. They're going to keep on coming. So, all right. We're going to be talking baseball a little more as we go forward because I think we're going to have some drafts going in the next week. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for everything else. Have a great weekend, and good luck with all your fantasy teams this weekend. All right. And good luck to Iola Scandinavia tonight. Take them down. Yes. I hope we do. We'll see all you right. later. Good luck.